0: Welcome to the Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better.
1: What is up, beautiful people? As you start to roll in here, you know the deal. If you've been here before, drop in the chat where are you coming in from? Where in the world are you? I'd love to know. I'll shout out a couple of places as we go. Donald, while I'm waiting for that, where are you today? West Palm Beach, Florida, babies. Palm Beach, Florida. You'd love to see it. And Sarah, Sarah Plumman from Burrito, where are you today?
0: I'm from Manhattan. I'm currently in the armpit in Times Square.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Vancouver, BC, looks like Denver, Colorado. We've got some mountains coming in here straight off the bat. Yes, as everyone rocks in here, we'll get, go, go through the start of today's school, a bit of an agenda per, per se. Uh, today, we are talking all about live prospecting expert strategies to book more meetings. And what that means for you is you're going to be at some tactical, live examples how some elite sellers go about prospecting, finding leads, actually reaching out to those leads by a social, via email, by a cold call. We're going to run through a ton of examples today. Uh, just some housekeeping bits and bobs. First of all, lovely to introduce Sarah Plowman. Sarah, people don't know you, what should they know?
0: Um, they should know that I'm your basic New York City girl that loves everything about New York City. I'm a New York City lover. I'm from Long Island. Love sales. Love talking to you guys. Always on the Sell Better show. Um, and really passionate about what you guys talk about on here. So I'm really excited today.
1: Beautiful, Sarah. I've been following you on TikTok since the since before you were yay high. The
0: beginning of
1: time. The <laughs> of time, and it's great to see you evolve on there and. You know, see some of those basic outfit checks plus New York City apartments plus a lot of live cocoa. If you don't follow Sarah, be sure to do that right now. Thank Donald,
2: you. You? what do people need to know about you? So, live in South Florida from Jamaica, but you um, can chat like a Jamaican sometime in a month. And uh, I've been uh, started a podcast way back in the days um, when this thing was first starting and run an organization where we teach top funnel activities. And uh, have a pot- My podcast called The Sales Evangelist. And we love South Florida. And if you come here and you don't hit me up, I'll be offended. So. Let me next go. time in South Florida, I make sure I won't miss you,
1: Donald. Um, so a couple of housekeeping pieces today. Yes, this show is recorded. You can always access the recording the following day. It gets emailed out or you can go to the site and watch all the recordings of previous daily sales shows. There's a poll on screen right now. We'd like to know who the heck is in the room with us. So drop in which of those categories you fall into. Also, be sure to check out Sal Better and all of our other social media channels, LinkedIn, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, all those places. There's going to be tons of great content, and we get some of the best bits from these shows, cut them up, and put them on there as well, just in case you miss one, which you won't, because you're going to register for them, right? Um, just a big thank you as well to some of our partners today. Uh, We've got Common Room, Bone Burner, Zoom Info, and Pareto, that's Sarah's company, as you can tell by Sarah's backdrop. Uh, we've got a cheeky drop in the chat today from Bone Burner is a uh, dialer. If you're not using a dialer in 2024, you're missing out. You get to change your number. You get uh, to make more dials in a short period of time. You can leave automatic voicemails. You can make sure that your number isn't flagging as you know potential spam call, which can dramatically increase or decrease your connect rates on the phone. Common Room, great tool for looking at intent data, Zoom Info, great for getting contact information, and Pareto. Sarah, give us the five second Pareto pitch.
0: Yeah, the the perfect place to come for all your sales needs. We find new rockstar sales talent and train and develop them as well.
1: Oh yeah. All right, so now onto the meme potatoes of today's session. What we're gonna be talking about today. First of all, we're gonna be talking about how you can use Sales Navigator and some sneaky little search methods, some filters that a lot of people are using. find really hot leads, you know, not just the folks in your ICP, but the folks who are more likely to be in need of your product, service, solution, offering, whatever it is you may sell. Um, We're also going to be talking about how to reach out to those folks via LinkedIn afterwards. We're going to be running through some cold email formulas and frameworks that you can use, and then we're going to be doing some live cold cold, cold, call role plays with both Sarah and Donald. So first of all, Sarah, I'm gonna throw it straight at you. I know you're gonna share your screen, so I better stop sharing mine for a second. Let's have a chat about how you use Sales Navigator to find yourself some spicy leads.
0: Yeah, sure, definitely. Let me go ahead and share my screen. Cause if you guys are not using Sales Navigator, like you gotta get on it. It is the best thing that you could ever use. So let me pull this up right now. Okay, let me know that you guys can see this okay? hmm Perfect. So I already have a few saved searches, but the best part about Sales Navigator is you can create lists for yourself based on who you're prospecting. So at Pareto specifically, I'm targeting C-suite level executives and VP levels of sales. So what I've created is a cheeky list of those exact titles that have actually recently viewed my profile. And you can actually start to even filter it more based on company, company headcount, the role that they're in and all of these are really going to be helpful. For example, if you have like a qualified method to meeting. So, for example, a lot of us know that, um, you know, what what a qualified meeting um, actually takes to to be considered qualified in our in our companies. And of course, it's going to be different for everybody. But for example, at Pareto, a qualified meeting counts as someone that you book it with at that C-suite level or BP level of sales that I just mentioned based in New York City because we can turn over that project really quick just simply because we're in New York City as well. Company headcount, I can actually add how many people I want in that business. For us, our sweet spot is 51 um, to 200. And then you can actually continue to scroll down. And as you could see, i filtered vice president here, C-suite. And the beauty of this entire list is that these are people at the C-suite level that are probably decision makers and can make a decision on bringing someone like Pareto on that have all recently viewed my profile. So boom, right there. If you have no hook, there's a hook for you right now. Hey, Gabriel, you know, calling Mrs. Sarah from Pareto, just actually saw you visited my profile, maybe considering that you saw one of my videos on TikTok or LinkedIn. um, Do you have 30 seconds to chat? can do the same thing with Chris, the same thing with Jonathan. These are all people that have visited my profile in the last seven days. So that's like an amazing way for you to build rapport with someone that you're going to cold call or LinkedIn message. It's such a great pickup line hook that you can use. And the fact that Sales Navigator created this list of leads for you is like the best thing ever. So this is just like one example of types of um, lists that you can do. Um, But for example, you can really kind of put anything to the test. Like you can also just filter out, you know, companies that are looking to hire, for example. So for Pareto, we always target companies that are looking to hire SDRs and BDRs. So I can actually write in that function and search bar, like create a list for companies that are looking to hire that are between fifty one and two hundred people, and show me the C suite level. And the beauty of Sales Navigator, you can actually type that in right to their brand new AI function. So you don't actually have to start clicking off all of those, you know, um, toggles anymore of the filters that you want. You can actually type in right in Sales Navigator exactly what you're looking for, and it will actually shoot you out an entire lead list that you can save into your saved searches. So. It's just an amazing way to come in in the morning, already have that list created, and you're ready to go and and make some calls.
1: Beautiful. So you do the search, uh, you find some people who have hit that trigger in your mind. It's viewed your profile. How many profile views do you get on a uh, on a monthly, weekly basis?
0: Oh god, lately it's been a lot. Definitely thanks to everyone on TikTok and the and the videos I've been putting out. But I think it's been about twenty five thousand a day, which is pretty insane. Um, but about a hundred thousand profile views a week, just based on some of the videos that I've been putting out. So the analytics are pretty crazy. Um, but that's all thanks to you guys and everyone on this call.
1: you You've made me feel bad about my profile views for the first time <laughs> I know <laughs> I'. check it out. but you know that, you're in a great position to do that because you create content on LinkedIn. but if if you're yeah. someone who maybe it doesn't have as many profile views as are a great one as well as people who are following your company but aren't yet customers. Those are like people who are going to be more aware of you, your offering and therefore more receptive to the, your outreach when you start cold email and cold calling them, sending them DMs and whatnot. You can also do a team links, So if someone's connected with your executives, that could, again, take place of Sarah's uh, viewed profile trigger there. Donald, what yeah. about yourself? Could you walk us through how you're, you're, you're still going through Sales Navigator to find some uh, some of those saucy leads?
2: yeah, man. And I go ahead and go back and agree with everything, Sarah Sarah. If you're not using LinkedIn Navigator, it's like you you got to come into the new century. It definitely does make a world of difference. Um, two of my favorite filters, like by far when it comes to nav, is um we go if they similar thing, like VPs of sales as well. But one of them specifically that I look for is job change. And as you know, like sales leaders, that is a it's like when somebody's head's going to roll, it's going to be a sales leader role. Like marketing kind of can, you know, live a little bit. But that one in particular, um, is important. So I look for sales leaders, VP sales, look folks who are willing to shake things up a little bit. And then one of the other things I look at as well is posted on LinkedIn in the past 30 days. This is critical for me because it's kind of like there are a lot of people who are on the platform, but not a lot of people who are engaged on LinkedIn. So this uses a, a great process for me. And one of the things that I really do like, and if I'm going too fast, tell me to slow down, uh, one of the things that I really do like is being able to use, uh, we'll go into this next step. is like that personalized that connection. I love what Sarah mentioned about um, is there like if they're looking at your profile, you can use that obviously as your hook. I try to find something that's going to be relevant. So like look at um, Jim here. I actually do know Jim. So hi, Jim, if you're watching, but definitely looked at my profile, recently hired um, as a new company. We have some connections, but also he's posted on our platform. So I got several different avenues here that I can take advantage of. To be able to at least start a conversation with Jim, but I'm a big believer in that personalized very at uh, the the top. Um, into you know, before I can uh, really get a chance to you know pitch him, I, I want to give something, um, a little bit relevant. Um, that that word I've seen is to be something critical when it comes to the outreach. So that's one that I like. And go back to what you said too with the company view the company profile as another one too, or follow your company. So if you have that, depending on the size of your company, it's a very very low hanging fruit one take advantage of um and then a final one that i also do like i tell sellers to do this everyone should do this is that you should create a list right out the back um right now if you're watching this create a list of uh, if you're a navigator of everyone that is a client um everyone that's a customer and what i like about that is too is with that list i can always go back and see who has job changes that i can then utilize so like say for instance sarah and i we worked with um was a client at Pareto, but Sarah went off to this amazing other company. Nobody's better than Pareto, right? But say she go to another company, all of a sudden now I get that notification. That's one of the ones I check on a day-to-day basis to see who has new jobs um, mm. um, from my list of folks that I've serviced over the past year or two or whatnot. And that helps me to be able to get uh, initial conversation started. So all of this, again, is to limit the idea of making that first email truly cold. I want to make it as warm as possible.
1: I absolutely love that. And to your point about folks you may have spoken to in the past, got not you're a business owner, SDR, BDR, accounting executive, anytime you have a conversation with someone that's meaningful, either that's back and forth over email, maybe you have a discovery goal with them, maybe you go for a wholesale cycle with them, add them to a list in Sales Navigator. Yeah, And it becomes almost like a Rolodex, the old days. Um, but what you can do is every now and again is if, if you jump into that list of people that you've saved, that you've spoken to in the past, you can just click on uh, if you go into the lead list itself, you can just go ahead and actually click on uh, who has changed jobs in the past 90 days. Yes. this, And then day. boom, you've got 11 people that you've spoken to before who are new to their role at a different company. And now I can reach out to Marilyn and say, hey, you know, we spoke a little while ago when you were still at wherever she went before. Just curious, if you have got anything in place to solve what we help with at Pixis yet? You know something like that. You might not want to do that right away because people get hit up a lot when they change jobs. But it's definitely one to save into a, a a sequence that maybe you can hit them up in two, three weeks when they're a little more settled into their role. Yes. Awesome. So let's talk about what we do now that we've identified a list of leads. We save them to a lead list. We use whatever tool we use to scrape them out, put them in a sequence. How do we start connecting with people on LinkedIn and actually selling them? And Sarah, I, I know you've got a little bit of a process you can run us through on how you approach selling to people on LinkedIn itself.
0: Yeah, definitely. So everyone's um, opinion is definitely going to be different on this one and do what works for you. That's always what I say. But I always suggest actually connecting with someone on LinkedIn without a note. Um, I think and I know a lot of sales leaders, they'll see a note initially that kind of comes off a little bit salesy and like why limit yourself to potentially allowing someone to decline your invitation? Like just connect with no note. I've seen a much higher connection rate with that and then what i always like to do it's a little bit punchy but it's typical the new yorker in me the second they connect with me i hit them with a video right away um i waste no time i always say and what we always say Pareto, is strike one the iron's hot i know if they just connected with me on linkedin they're cl- they're clearly on their computer they're in front of their desktop maybe they're on their phone so why not send them something immediately because also they'll probably know who i am because they just connected me at least not know who i am but know the name um because they just connected me with me as well um and then obviously yeah i hit them with the video i love videos i think i have a slide on here that's going to be able to show you some of the responses i've gotten from videos because if you're not sending linkedin videos that's another thing definitely get into it um you know be confident be yourself I stumble in my words all the time during videos, but just remember like you're human. You're also sending this video to another human as well. They don't need perfection. Um, but my biggest tip to you in those videos, because you guys ask me this a lot as well, is like, what do I say in them? And I think the most important thing, it's kind of really simple, but keep your messaging consistent across the board, whether it's on a cold call, a left message, a voicemail, A linkedin message a video because if you keep that messaging the same across all platforms it's going to start to build familiarity with that potential prospect if you keep changing the messaging it's not going to click with them that you're reaching out for a specific purpose so in those videos i literally act as if it's a cold call except they can literally see my face and i'll start with something cheeky by saying you know hey will Sarah over at Pareto, I figured I'd send you over a video. I'm sure your inbox gets flooded with emails all day. So I figured I'd something send you over something that's a little bit more creative. People respect it. They love it. They're not getting videos as much as they're getting emails and calls. So why not hit them with something different? And also, you get to kind of show your personality and show that you're human at the end of the day and you're just trying to get the job done. So that's my kind of tip when it comes to connecting with no note and then kind of just hitting them with a video. Um, but I think we'll probably get a, going to get into some examples as well. Um, and then obviously the cold calls come, the LinkedIn messages come with that too.
1: That's awesome, Sarah. Thanks for running through that. And we will, I'm going to stop you on the video and ask you to run us through what you actually do once we get to a couple of responses that you've had sure. to video at the moment. Um, don't know. I like the fact that you look, there's. I, I heard this from James Buckley, who's another host at Sell Better, but there's no one true way to get sales. Yeah. Everyone's got a different style. Everyone's got a different type of prospect they sell to. Everyone's got a different personality. So I like the fact that your process is a little bit different. For example, once you've got that sales navigator list built, you've got here that you send a personalized connection request. Could you walk us through that a little bit?
2: Yeah. And uh, definitely support what Sarah says in that um, vein. For me, I've uh, there's two, re- two reasons why I go back to this. Um, one, I try to uh, focus on that that concept. And I think, again, to go back to the start of it, right, folks that are looking at Sarah's profile, if you go on with that one, Sarah, and Sarah, jump and talk to me here too. If mm-hmm. you're looking at your profile, so there's a higher chance that that person is going to be able to accept your connection request, right? Um, and then, so like sometimes though, if I don't have that type of uh, engagement from the top, I found that that personalized message makes it a little better for me to get that response. Um I also did a poll just to test out with folks in the community. and it was about maybe it was I think it was like 60 40 uh, where 40 percent said they don't accept unless they' unless they get a note and 40, and the other says yes, they do. And LinkedIn also has their data for like the average user as well because now LinkedIn is trying to play make it a, a, a pay to play, right where you have to get the premium service to do more than three personalized connection requests per month, uh, which is like crazy because they've seen that that increases the odds. But I think again, because yours are a little bit more warm, it makes sense for that approach. Like, um, what would you write in a connection request? Donald? Um, I want to buy. I want you to buy something from me. No, no. <laughs> I go back to. <laughs> I I'd tie it back to hype. Something really, really uh, focused towards them. Like again, remember, I look at people who have posted on our platform recently. So I might like one for instance. If I see that um, Will, you posted something about um, sell better um, or whatnot, uh, or about um, phone burner. Uh, um, is that phone burner? Yeah, I'll go back in and I'll say something to the nature of Will. Saw the thing about phone burner. Does that really apply to SMBs like myself? Permission to connect here on LinkedIn. It sounds tongue in cheek, but I cannot tell you. And I can show you some examples. When I do that, permission to ask question, permission to connect, it's amazing. I get some of the funniest things back, like permission granted or sure thing or whatever, but it just starts the engagement process. And that's what I strive I that. for. That's the cold it's, it's tr- tested it out. Like I did it on a webinar the other day and I this lady like messaged like an hour later. She was like, well, that permission ask asked a question thing sure work. And I was like, tell me more. So she sent me some screenshots of people responding back to her because it's like we've been programmed since grade school when somebody asks you a question, respond, especially when it's, I want to say a dumb question. It's a question that doesn't require a lot of thinking um, like that. And it's like, yeah, I got to act now. Sure. Um, but that works for me from that standpoint. And then what I do in that process after I get that connection request. And we can share, if you can go to the next slide, Will, it's my turn to keep doing that and show you. Oh, I'm just going to jump ahead of, oh, okay. oh, I'm going will go back. My bad. So you can see like one here, this one over on the top left, like dude was, um, I didn't have a, I didn't have anything. He didn't post on a platform or anything. So I'm like, um, going to do a hail Mary. So I use this as my default one. So this is a default one. I said, uh, instead of a cheesy uh, LinkedIn connection request, I'm just going to keep it real. Saw that you're a fellow sales leader. I figured it would be awesome to connect permission to connect here on LinkedIn. And then usually when they accept a back, they don't say anything, but I go back and do what Sarah has done. So I do audio and video interchangeably, but I'll do the audio. And then um, dude came back with it. He tried to do the audio. And he couldn't get it to work. But we started a conversation, which then led to an op right um, down there. And there's another one that I had with a video. I came from running. So I did some of these outreach. Go back my well down here underneath the underneath number one, where I you can see my little nappy hair that I didn't brush my hair. I was like out in the morning um doing a run. And then dude responded. So then I went ahead and just dropped a video. I was sweaty and like in <laughs> the Florida humidity breathing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he responded. And those things, so I, I try to do that. The key though, um, to the process is if I'm gonna send that connection request message, it has to be something one ultra personalized or a tongue in cheek situation like this that's gonna generate the response. And then um, like Sarah's process where I do the audio or the video to get that engagement, not about biz, but just like about uh, just some kind of engagement. And then from there, I leverage that engagement to my first email that I sent to them. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Just to answer a couple of questions,
1: I saw popping up in the chat as Sarah and Donald were both talking there. Yeah, uh, these videos, you record them in the mobile app on LinkedIn, uh, they're native videos. Now you can send a video over email using a platform like Bidyard, um, that's my go-to. Um, and I do still do that in my sequences, but my LinkedIn video, if I'm a 1st to connection, I'm going to make use of that as well. because. Oftentimes, like you see here, this video of Donald outside, I love filming outside while walking my dog because it's a visual pan interrupt and it shows that you're a human. It's really hard to automate something like that, so it just stands out for that nature and allows you to be a little bit more, sometimes upfront about why you're reaching out. It's no longer a pitch slot because you've gone through the effort to record them their very own video that could be just for them. Sarah, you had a couple of video examples here. I just want to run through these real quick because these responses are awesome.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And honestly, like I can't like ditto enough what you and Donald said about like the personalized like personalization when it comes to like being human. Like I don't know if you guys can see in the middle the video, I literally look horrific. And I just came back from playing soccer. So I think I literally said that to that guy, Abby. I was like, Hey, Abby, like literally just got back from playing soccer. I'm disgusting, but so we connected and I needed to send you this video like immediately. I've been waiting to send you this. And He's actually one of the ones that said, um, it's a little blurry on my end, Will, um, so I can't really see the response, but I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, send me an email with this. Um, here's my email. And he actually closed me, which is pretty awesome. Um, I had another one on all the way on the right with Derek. He's like, hey, Sarah, thanks for the note. Um, uh, what do you have going on on December 15th at 1030? Like he he, asked,
1: he gave you the time. He made it easy to schedule as well. No legs, no nuts.
0: Yeah. Like it's crazy it's so crazy and then another one the second one with ali khan they're actually a client now because of this video and he's like hey sarah please send this to my ceo um jared he would love this and now they're a client so like those are all first touches and people love it and you know it doesn't matter if you're in a sweatshirt or you just got back from soccer or like obviously the two other ones i'm in a booth like i am now which is like typical but People like to see that you're actually have a life and like but you're also really fun with it too. So i I can't like repeat enough of what Donald said when it comes to like just being human and it's like you're trying to get a job done at the end of the day, but also you also feel like you can add value to that business. And it doesn't matter if you are, you know, in a professional setting or if you're just at home chilling with your feet up, like you want to connect with that person for a reason and they can really relate to that. So
2: and, and I just want to go back to that too, like uh, that relatability. It's um like, uh, I'm a biggest fan of uh, Bravo as much as my wife is, right? So she'll watch this real housewife. But the thing about it is like, you're watching these people and you're like, dude, am I supposed to be seeing this? Because it's kind of like behind the scenes. And it's the same thing with like Sarah or with any of us. Like it's behind the scene. I see Sarah on TikTok. I see her on LinkedIn. And now I'm talking to her. It's like... The fact that they did that, I'm getting a chance to get behind the scenes, behind the curtain, and it's just so powerful. And then the other part to that, too, is grateful for social because before, if you ask this question, like, say, six years ago, most people would think, like, I need to have, like, you know, a, a, a bomb camera and I need to have a setup yeah. and all that stuff. And it's like, no, man, like, the if you try to make it the raw as much as possible, I try to go as, like, more basic as possible. And those are the ones I think are the best. Like you said, like, you know, I'm like rubbing my finger on the mic by accident or it's just like, yeah. it's just, it's just like on my desk and it's loud, but it's just real. And that yeah. makes it so much more that they don't feel they're being sold or anything like that. It's just a conversation with somebody that I'm FaceTiming. Yeah. I think
1: that's, that's exactly it. I've had a lot of success with my videos as well as I said, walking, talking outside. Someone in the chat said, oh, would that work in, you know, in the US market only? For instance, AU, which I'm assuming stands for Australia, down under. Um, Look, these are people we're reaching out to, and I think people sometimes get that messed up, you know? If you, humans, everybody, almost even CFOs and CTOs go and sit down and watch TV at night and have a laugh at some TV show with their wife, kids, partner, husband, whoever it may be, These are people, and this is a human way to connect with them. What we're doing is showing that you've got a personality. And if we went back to those slides, which I've moved on from now, you could see that Sarah in every single one of those little thumbnail previews was smiling her her ass off, right? So it's (laughs) hard not to want to engage with someone. When someone comes at us that way, that's a very unique way to stand out. Not many people get videos like that as well. I spoke to a a range of C-level buyers last year just to interview them to see what they thought about sales techniques. And they were saying, I'd maybe get one video a quarter and and all the videos they get, they're not, not even that good most of the time. So if you could do this, wow, and get a good message out there. And that's why I wanted to ask you, Sarah, what's your like talk track for a video? Give us the 30 second now and then we'll move on to email because I'm keeping an eye on the clock.
0: Yeah, sure. Hey, Will, it's Sarah over at Pareto. Figured I'd put a face to the name and be a little bit creative and send you over a video. The reason for my um, video is because we're working with some companies in your space, like X, Y, and Z to help build and develop a sales organization. Here at Parado, we're a global sales performance organization, and we really help clients hiring rockstar SDR talent, senior sales talent, and also we're a fully fledged sales training organization. Obviously, it'd be really ignorant for me to tell you I can definitely support you just this second, but I was definitely curious to see if you had time tomorrow or Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Let me know. Once confirmed, I could send you over an email.
2: Charge money for that, Sarah. That's like straight fire right there, man. There you go, man. And that answers one of the questions, how personalized the video. That
1: isn't even that personalized, right? But no, the living right videos so you can get away with being a little bit less because they know that you've made it just for that. I'm okay. a big fan of using a trigger of mine, so I'll just say, Hey, but knows this one thing about you, and then I'll go into a similar tool towards to what Sarah yeah, too.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Donald, just have a quick chat about emails before we do some role plays in the cold cool. Sure. Because I know you I know you guys are both really nervous and excited to get into that. <laughs> uh you yep. have an email strategy, and and you've kind of given us a few screenshots here about how you how you do that, how you do the roll sure. up. So let's 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 hear how do you go about the code email side of things.
2: So the first one again, you can see on number one there, I I, I call we have a, a philosophy we call it a poor, not P O O R, but P O R point of reference, um, which again we're trying to battle that inbox um, challenge. So the first thing that we do, we go back and tie back. So the number one here, since you're following on LinkedIn, uh, we're trying to bridge that gap or let's say I made a super alternate. I did one um, where it was super personalized to do it in Atlanta. Um, and anyone from Atlanta know Varsity Burger. So uh, my connection request was around that. And I was like, hey, saw you're in the Atlanta area. Can you help settle a debate? Is Varsity Burger worth it? Permission to connect here on LinkedIn. Then he responded back. Uh, he didn't respond back. And then I follow up. So dot, dot, dot. And he responded back after he connected. And he's like, yeah, if you're willing to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like." So we started like, we made the gap so that uh, bridge the gap so my email now when i started doing the pitch towards them i went back to the whole varsity burger in the subject line and used that um so my first line usually go my subject line usually tying back to that whatever that personal hook was then i go into the value what i feel that i can help them with and then i always open um open for a quick call open to learn more something you're interested in some kind of easy response answer Number two is that I try to give like a screen share, whether it's showing their LinkedIn profile or I'm trying to point out some kind of trigger or something that I noticed, like you're talking about, Will, or mm-hmm. even something for our company that I want to show them. Um, in this case, you're seeing the LinkedIn. I was pulling up. Um, I think I was talking, trying to explain a little bit more. Put in like the video, put a face to the name, as you can see there. Um, and I, I love the Don't laugh. No, as well. <laughs> Yeah. Cause I was doing some dumb stuff or saying something stupid like, again. And then it went into the conversation and uh, um, we went through that and I was showing them, I think I was talking about LinkedIn at this point, like how we can use, how I use LinkedIn and I was demonstrating it. Then no, number three is that uh, refer that, um, that proof of concept, right. Uh, where I have one of our clients talk about what they're seeing. Um, and that was that, and that email number three and then number four, again, is um, maybe not a good time. And I wanna push them back to follow my company because of that strategy, if they don't do anything now, if they follow my company, we can always go back and use them later on. But in between all of this, I, I have relationship on LinkedIn already. So I'm able to use that as quote unquote follow-up um, or drop a uh, voice message. But usually when I go back to LinkedIn in between these sequences, they're going to say, Donald got the email, um, let's book a time or Donald got the email, blah, blah, blah. And I see that majority is crazy. Majority of my communication comes from LinkedIn. The email serves as another reminder and as a way of helping that value, um, you know, stack without throwing it all in that. So anyways. It's an awesome run through right there of, of your
1: of your more kind of cold email, but also showing how it kind of relates to the LinkedIn thing. So we're coming back to yeah. similar spots as well. Uh, just a couple of chats as we go through. I want to make sure we get the questions. If you do have a question, please put in the QA just because it's easier to see there instead of me having to scroll back through the chat. But uh, do you need to have LinkedIn Prime to make videos? No, you just need to use the LinkedIn mobile app to film a native video on LinkedIn. Outside of that, your options, I like to use a video in my email sequence as well, like Donald just demonstrated there. For that, I use Vidyard, I record something, share my screen. It's great to add a little extra visual. You can maybe show where you've noticed something about their company. If you have a product that has any kind of visual before and after, that's a really powerful way to demonstrate that as well. And I'm typically going to use that in one of my follow-ups, not necessarily my first touch-cold email, but maybe my response to my first touch, I go, hey, here's some more context in this video here. What you'll see as well is if I just share my screen again, when Donald sent that video, um, you didn't you didn't spoil what was within i think a lot of people when they're sending videos pull into that trap of like hey send you a video and then they almost transcribe the video into the emails so there's no reason yeah. to actually go ahead and watch the video you've kind of teased it there don't laugh open to learning more but you haven't given them a reason to not want to watch that video as well so that's a that's a really important tip
2: go back one more time well one last thing and i'll show this because yeah. again it's, it's all the idea that i found like with marketing is like if uh, and this is truly marketing before it becomes sales is that if there's a way I can pique interest. If you see my subject line, I do say video, and then I tie back to what I'm referring to. So it's part of the curiosity, what is it you're referring to? One, and it goes back to number one email, what I was referring to. And then the first line usually, again, ignites for what is in that video. I made a video to put a face with a name, um, and then that goes back deeper into it. So everything is a story. Um, if you look at any type of story art, one thing needs to open a story loop that leads to the next action. And that's what's that's happening there.
1: Absolutely, I can imagine a lot of the uh, the responses in the chat. I always hear this one whenever we talk about this: is like, "Oh, it takes too long," or like, "If you're sending, if you're not, if you're not sending one video to lots of people, people know when something's been sent to many people, right? That's that's something the prospects. They learn because they recognise these patterns of people hitting them up. So if you try and send a video to ten people and you've not changed anything in the video, they'll know what that is. And at that point, all the magic that you get from a outreach like that or any kind of level of personalised message is completely lost. So my recommendation if you want to take this approach is to focus on doing it efficiently, build a process so that, hey, I'm going to record 20 videos in 30 minutes and each video is going to be 30 seconds. It shouldn't take any longer than that. A 30 second video should take 30 seconds to record, which is shorter in some cases than making a cold call or sending an email. So I don't want to hear any of that. This takes too long. Just get comfortable being on video. Be okay with making mistakes. Do not re-record it over and over again, please. That completely tanks the effectiveness of a uh, outreach like this. However, though, I promised cold cool role plays. Sarah, you thought, you, you I see you trying to wrap up the timer so that I couldn't get you in the spot <laughs> like this. You're trying to get get it so that we would end early. I yeah, promise. like, well, they're
0: like, hold on, go back one second. Go, 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 <laughs> back, go, go back to the other <laughs> slide. Let's talk about LinkedIn and videos more.
1: No, nah, let's, uh, let's talk about your cold cool strategy. So you can give us a minute of pretext and then we're going to ro- role play it like I'm a sales leader or a C- CXO uh, who you're going to be trying to get Pareto on to work with to uh, do some hiring. So, I'll give you the floor for a minute about to talk about your approach and then we'll do the role play itself.
0: Yeah, so this is like not a great strategic approach, but I always say just rip it in the office. Like everyone's always like, should I call this person? I don't know, like there's a need, but I'm like, just rip it. Just do it, be yourself. Like that is the best thing that you can do. And it's kind of like what you were just saying, Will, like even with like the video approach, like don't re-record it. Like I always say, like, don't worry about if you mess up on a cold call. Like, you just need to sound really confident at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what you're saying. It's about the tone and how you're actually saying it to pull that person in on the other side of the call. If you mess up, they're never going to know any better. You could always give them a call back. You're always going to have a second chance. Um, so that is kind of like my biggest tip for an approach. Like Before you even pick up the phone, be confident in yourself. Make sure you have a really good tone. Do some role plays with the person sitting next to you. The best way of practice. I always say people on TikTok, like, how did I get so good at cold calling? It's because of how many calls I've actually made and how many times I've messed up. And I still mess up. I still like tumble over my words. But I think the beauty of it and what keeps me going is like when I really nail one like I did yesterday, you know, at the end of the day, for me, I'm calling on sales leaders that also have a team that's cold calling. So I know that if I'm going to sound really good and I'm going to nail it, you know, sometimes they're like, well, you should come work for me, which is the best, you know, flattering comment that you could get on a cold call because it means that you did a really 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 good job so just be confident in yourself and just rip it that's what i always like to say it's okay if you mess up every round is a practice round like and if you book a meeting it's a bonus that's kind of how i think of it so have that positive mindset have a really good solid mentality that you're gonna do well like it's okay if you mess up and you will actually do really well so that's kind of like my approach um in terms of like you know if Get yourself in the mental game. I always think of it like a game day approach. Like, just go for it.
1: All right. Well, let's just go for it then. Ring, ring. Hello. This is Will Aiken, a very important C-level exec in New York.
0: Oh, hey, Will. Uh, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, so who was this?
0: Yeah, so, Will, this is Sarah calling from Pareto. You're totally going to hate me. This is a Wednesday morning cold call, but I was really curious if you just had 30 seconds to chat.
1: Uh... Yeah, sure. I've got thirty seconds. What's what's this about exactly? So you said Sarah from Burrito.
0: Yeah, yeah, Burrito, like just like the food. So basically, the reason I was calling Will is off the back of the work that we've done with one of your friends, Donald Kelly, who actually recommended I reach out to you. We actually helped build his STR team by five in one day, and they're all now being trained on our training courses to make sure that they succeed in the business. We're a global sales uh, performance organization. We do exactly that. We build SDR teams. We hire senior sales talent. We also train and develop them as well. Um, out of your out of curiosity, Will, what are your top three sales challenges at the minute?
1: Um, yeah, we've we've got a handful of sales challenges right now. But Sarah, I don't want to waste your time here. Uh, appreciate that overview. We have an internal recruiter and enablement team who, who both brings on people for us and gets them trained up. So I'm not sure this sounds like I'd be a good fit for you.
0: Yeah, fair enough, Will. It sounds like you have a well-oiled machine. Um, Definitely not trying to change anything that you're currently doing. About 90% of our clients also have internal teams as well. What we're really trying to do is come in, actually work alongside your internal team so that ultimately you guys can benchmark the best talent possible so that you can make the best hire possible. Um, Like I said, not trying to change anything that you're currently doing, but would love to chat to you a little bit more of how we could potentially support you with this and your internal team. Tomorrow at two or three PM Eastern time, if that works for you.
1: Um. Yeah, I might be busy then. So, so can, can I tell you, it might be worthwhile talking to someone else because, as is mentioned, I'm the I'm, I'm the I'm the chief, something or other. Maybe Actually, will best- before, before, Sorry. Before, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Will. But I, you are the chief. That's exactly who I want to be speaking to. Is you? I know you run the show. You're the ultimate decision maker. And honestly, I'm a very hungry salesperson. And, you know, I'm not trying to change anything you're currently doing. And I'm not even trying to sell you anything right this second. Totally appreciate timing is everything. But definitely just want to open the doors to a different method that could ultimately make you the best hires in the game for 2024. Um, You know, we could get on and within 10 minutes, if you don't see the value, I'm more than happy to speak to somebody else on your team. But you're definitely the one I want to speak with.
1: All right, let's stop there for a second. I'm gonna stop okay. there. I'm I'll get. Gi- I'll just give you the meme for brownie points, but uh <laughs> Yeah. I like to I like the intention. I like the I'm a little pushy. You're pushy, but I think especially when you're selling to sales leaders, you can get away with that a lot more. Yeah. They respect they respect it. They probably wish their team would do the same thing when instead yeah. of just folding the moment we get a single objection. Um
0: right there you. is where I'll usually get like a okay, you're good or like, wow, yeah. I like really respect the persistence. But again, like Will said, I'm calling other sales leaders who are training their teams to do exactly this. So that's where I luck out a little bit. doesn't make it any easier, but there's definitely a lot of people that really respect it.
1: I would argue a lot of other people outside of sales leaders respect that as well. Yeah. I wouldn't just write off any tactic just because it works for sales leaders. However, obviously, it might want to be slightly less, you know, Upfront potentially, not less, less upfront, <laughs> but more, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that the point stands that just cause you're getting an objection, I think pe- most people give up way too soon when it comes to objection handling. Someone says send me an email, yeah, sure. Right. You should probably be trying to ask for a meeting. I would say in a cold call, but at least like two or three times. Yep. And have someone say no to you multiple times. I think most people give up way too soon and trying to be pleasing and nice. In. But the point is with connect rates as low as they are these days. If you're not using a tool like phone burner that's another <laughs> sponsored plug um and then then you can't afford to lose someone when you actually do get content to them because it's so hard to get people on the phone these days so if you let them go or send them an email or tell them that you're going to call them back Chances are you probably won't ever get them again so it is yeah. worth being a little bit more persistent you've got to ultimately find your own style and how you're going to do that and how that's going to make it work donald yeah. do you want to be in the hot seat for a second because we've got five minutes left
2: yeah and it's and i'd want to just go back to what sarah said there too i love using the line um and we can try it i'll, I'll just show it All right, ring, ring. Uh,
1: This is Will Aitken, SVP of Business Development at a big, 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 big professional services firm.
2: Hey, Will, this is Donald. How you doing, man? (laughs) Hey, Donald, I'm all right, mate. Sorry, where are you calling from? Uh, I didn't mention it. It's with TSC. We connected last week on LinkedIn. I was talking to you about the, uh, the post that you guys did with Sell Better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember the one. Yeah, and I sent you that little voicemail. Um, don't know if you remember that. Yeah, uh, I get a lot of messages on LinkedIn, so I might sure. have seen that. Well, I'll get straight to the point. Well, the reason why I'm reaching out to you, um, again, I noticed uh, with your sales team, you guys are a pretty big team doing some pretty amazing things. The only question I have is that your marketing team's doing a lot on LinkedIn. I'm curious um, with your sales rep if that's something that you guys purposely are not doing, uh, having them engage on LinkedIn. Um, y-
1: Yeah, I, I mean... We've we've considered in the past trying to get our team more active on LinkedIn, but um, I don't think our buyers are really that active on that platform. We 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 sell to you know accountants and financial services folks doing audits those types of things. So I just I'm not sure how effective that would be uh, to take our
2: sales reps away from the channels that are working for us. Yeah, I totally understand. And obviously, we're not willing to change anything that's not going to work. A majority of our clients do fall in the same space that you do in dual graph for accountants, and they're seeing an increase if if just a huge if. If I could show you how we're using LinkedIn to help get more accountants on calls with reps, would you be at least be open to hear more about that?
1: Yeah, Donald, I mean, I might I might be, could you do me a favor and just shoot me a quick email? Like, I, I know you said you sent one already, but I will take a look at this. Sure. Just to kind of overview exactly what you do to approach this. Cause I, I couldn't tell you right now if, if that's gonna be of interest to us.
2: Yeah, um, for sure. I can definitely send another email. The last thing I want to do again is put more into your inbox um, and uh, obviously blur stuff up. In, in particular, it sounds like you guys may have some kind of interest though. Is, is that the case?
1: As I mentioned, we've tried LinkedIn in the past and it didn't work. But if you had something that was going to be different from maybe what we tried, then th- that might be of interest. So, so what I'd like you to do is send me an email and I'll, yep. I'll take a look at that. All
2: right. What have you tried before in the past, Will, just out of curiosity? And then I'll let you go. I promise not to keep you too long.
1: Uh, yeah, so we, we kind of got our reps. Uh, we, we had some uh, a LinkedIn kind of influencer dude come in and he showed us how reps felt okay. to write good LinkedIn posts. And uh, But what we saw was it was just kind of they, they were all just liking each other's stuff. So they didn't really get any any net new audience or, or people engaged through that. Um, and as I mentioned, our buyers just
2: not super active on the platform, which is part of the reason why we've been down to being a bit of a failure. And I'm sure that they also weren't spending and probably, you know, probably told them you need to post a lot or reshare things for marketing, right? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the stuff that they are posting was from a marketing team. This is exactly why I'm reaching out to you. Well, looked at the numbers on the site. I went ahead and did some filters on your LinkedIn approach and what the sellers were doing. And I saw the engagement level was really, really low. If I could get like you guys to get at least one to two appointments per day, just some of the simple strategies we're doing. Um. Would that, what would that look like for you guys? Could you, what would that look, what, what difference could that make for you? All
1: right, let's stop there because I'm, I'm keeping it on the clock. Yeah. But again, I like the fact that you, you took the objection, but you just threw back a question back at me. That's one of the best ways I see to, to handle that. S- send me an email objection. It's like, yeah, I can happy to do that. What, what did you try in the past? And then bang, we're back on again, right? That conversation yeah. could have easily ended there and you didn't let it. Um, just seeing in the comments here, well, you're a real prospect. I know. will don't play. I, I, I'm a, I'm, yeah, well, that's good. I call a lot of people, so I know it'll kind of stuff. Yeah, those are a couple of examples, guys. We are coming up on time here, and I don't want to overrun it. But uh, I love, I love both of your approaches, and like the fact that the objections that I threw your away didn't didn't stump you. Uh, I think the best thing any sales rep could be doing is just trying again asking another question asking one more time than they think they should just to try and see where that limit is because i think a lot of people don't have never reached the limit where they actually it's okay to be chewed out that's how you gauge when not to do something right but most people are just i would say too quick to please too quick to 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 fall down on that um thanks everyone for joining today this will be recorded and available to you tomorrow uh tomorrow we've also got a show with leslie douglas and tanvia Mustafa on outbound tactics so be sure to check that one out Sarah, Donald, thanks so much for joining. Sarah, where can people thanks. find you? Where can people
0: find you, Sarah? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, TikTok and LinkedIn. And my TikTok is S-P-L-O-W-W.
2: Splow. All right. Splow. <laughs> and Donald, how about yourself? LinkedIn. And you can find me on Instagram. Both two to, both to platforms, Donald T. Kelly. Beautiful.
1: This was The Sell Better Show. Brought to you today by Zoom Info, Find by in Common Room, and Pareto. Thank you ever so much, everyone. Have a great day.